This Week in Wealth is powered by Alpha Wealth Group. If you're serious about retirement and have saved $250,000 or more, call Alpha Wealth Group's Tom Fortino now, 630-934-1855 or alphawealthgroup.com. Alpha Wealth Group, retirement made simple. This episode of This Week in Wealth is sponsored by Alpha Wealth Group. Tom Fortino is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered advisor, WGN Radio, and RWA are not affiliated. Here's WGN Radio's Elise Glink and Alpha Wealth Group's Tom Fortino. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to This Week in Wealth. I hope you've got your cup of coffee handy. I'm Elise Glink. I'm the WGN Radio talk show host, a financial journalist, and CEO of Best Money Moves, my financial wellness company. And I'm Tom Fortino, the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group right here in the Chicagoland area. Which is awesome. If you want to talk to Tom, ask a question, 630-934-1855, or you can go to alphawealthgroup.com. Tom, we've been talking about uh, the possible recession. Every week, I feel like people keep giving us different dates this year, next year, 2024. Who even knows? But I know that people, and we talked about this last week, people are starting to think about putting retirement on hold because they're so nervous about Mm -hmm. what's going on in the stock market and inflation and all the rest. And yet there's still some people who are thinking, I do want to retire and retire early. And so I thought Mm -hmm. maybe we'd flip the package today and we talk a little bit about when you retire early, what you need to think about, especially, and this is a great example, right? This is the use case right here of what happens when things don't go quite as hunky-dory as we planned. An article Mm -hmm. from CNBC says the earlier you retire, the greater the risk. So to me, it's perfect for you, somebody who talks about this all day long, to help walk through this idea of, well, if you want to retire early, you're sick of working, here's what you need to do Mm -hmm. to make that happen. Well, you know, there's so many things that go into the planning, and I think it's kind of a blessing and a curse. We have all this information available to us, but then it's confusing. There was the Harris poll that said 70% of the respondents said, this stuff is too complicated. Well, our goal today, at least, and we'll try to do that, is it doesn't need to be complicated. So that's why we talk about the five pillars. How do you create a retirement plan? Well, I say there's five pieces to it. But you mentioned we also have to account the risks, right, when you mm-hmm. retire early. There's certainly, as we know now, market risk. What happens if you're relying on your investments to create income? What happens if the market goes down? It's really tough to pull out of a trough. You also have taxes. What if tax rates go up? Your retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks, every penny's taxable. Your pension's 100% taxable and up to 85% of your Social Security's taxable. And of course, inflation. You know, over time, your purchasing power goes down dramatically just in within a 10-year period, 3.5%, your purchasing power's dropped by over 30%. And then you have to consider the things like, I know this is not pleasant things, I'm sorry, but, you know, what <laughs> you happens if a spouse... You can't all be happy, happy. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying with the what ifs, that's why I say these are part of it. And, I, and I, I'll come back to the fact that the five pillars to a retirement, that's five building blocks, answer these questions. What happens if a spouse passes away? These are questions you want to ask. And I ask when I sit down with someone, because keep in mind, you know, a social security will go away. A pension can be reduced. If you're still working, certainly your wages go away. That's that asset protection piece on your portfolio. And so as I ask these questions, think about it. Do I have this in my plan? What happens if there's a long-term illness? We talk about healthcare costs, but then again, it's, it can be even compounded by the fact that what happens if I have to come out of pocket sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year? How is that going to impact my retirement plan? If we can take a look at these potential risks, 
in addition to, you know, we always start with, okay, let's create an income. And we can talk about that at least. What, how do you create an income, lifetime income that you feel will never, you know, will last for your life? But then we also have to say, what about these what ifs? That's how we start to create a retirement plan. Yeah, no, I, I think it's really important to talk about. I want to go back to the thing that you did mention because I kind of talked over you a bit. This idea that your spouse may not be your spouse forever, right? We've we've seen mm-hmm. over the last two years a million people plus because there's all the people who died, you know, not just of COVID but all these other reasons that is higher than normal, and and now everybody has felt loss, right? You know, somebody who died mm-hmm. from it, you know, or has long term COVID. These are things that I don't think two years ago we would have been talking about in quite the same way, but. People, you know, die, relationships fall apart. There's, you know, things that you have to plan for that maybe when you're in your 20s and 30s, you don't think about. But when you're in your 40s or even early 50s or even after you've retired, something bad happens. How do you get around that planning and how do you how do you kind of think it through? How do you how do you test for that, Tom? Well, you know, that's interesting. At least you can test for it. I mean, we, you know, we've referred to it before. There's a Monte Carlo analysis that you can run the numbers. It's a statistical modeling that takes into account inflation, that takes into account market risk, that takes into account taxes, that takes all those things. You can even simulate, again, the unfortunate what if. And that's why I talk about those five pieces to your plan. And I have that report. It's, anybody is welcome to have it. One of those pieces is asset protection. You're an asset. How are you protecting yourself? Now, we talked about that. If someone passed away, you know, there's an interesting statistic. I think his name is David Bach. You may be familiar with him. Hopefully, I'm saying the name right person. You are. I know David Bach. How about that? There you go. (laughs) I knew you would know. So, uh, well, thank you for verifying that. But he wrote, he's written a number of books, and some of them, I think, have been towards, um, you know, how women should approach stuff. And he made one one of his statistics was 80% of men die married. 80% of women die widowed. So if you think about that, the likelihood, you know, women outliving men, and then so how do you plan for that? For instance, the Social Security decision. So should one of you defer as long as possible so the higher benefit stays for both of your lives? Should you have a life insurance policy? I know that's not much fun, but that can replace income. So these are things as part of the overall plan. It's just not about, hey, I, I think I have enough income and assets. I need to also protect it. So, a lot of things. To yeah, consider. it's it's interesting because that fire that that financial <clears throat> independence retire early, you know, movement that's out there. You know, people in their twenties and thirties, and they're like, okay, I'm done for the next five or ten years or the rest of my life. You know that that life just you know this Instagrammable. I'm just going to go and I don't know what they're doing, being a life coach maybe, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't seem doable for most people. Right. I think there's, you know, hidden costs to that retiring in your 30s and even early 40s when you've got kids that are maybe don't have kids. But if you do, I mean, my kids were, you know, they're still on our phone plan. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the last thing to go. I hear um, hey, it's a family thing. You got to stay on the same plan. Together, I know. Okay. I know. I just want to stay connected to them in some way, <laughs> shape or form. Control. No. Um, anyway, the, you know, but this idea that you can plan through. For some of these big life milestones, you know, whatever they may be, I think is mm-hmm. sort of an important thing to to think about. And I do want to, you know, for everybody who's listening, Tom has this amazing free package, the five pillars of your retirement plan. 
we talk about it every week, but you should really call and take advantage of it. 630-934-1855. Or you can just fill out the form at alphawealthgroup.com. By the way, take a look at his new cool website while you're there. Um, all right. We have to take a short break. When we come back, let's uh, carry on with this conversation. We'll also talk a little bit about some changes in 529 plans that I think are going to be really helpful and meaningful and maybe allow you to give your grandkids a little bit extra beyond what you were thinking. So stay tuned. We'll be right back in a moment with more of This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Hey, welcome back to This Week in Wealth. I'm Elise Gling, sitting here with Tom Fortino, founder and principal of the Alpha Wealth Group, and we're talking about your money, specifically the money that you might want to give to your grandchildren. So grandparents always want to help their grandchildren, and we talk a lot about giving to, you know, and helping support their college education or college dreams, and you're going to be able to get a bigger bang for your buck. So there are recent changes to the rules that govern financial aid, right, the FAFSA form, and that means that grandparents will be able to contribute to 529 college savings plans that they own without jeopardizing their grandkids' eligibility for federal funds, and that is something new, and that eligibility requirement was something that made grandparents maybe pause before adding to existing 529s or opening up new accounts, but I know that the rules are a bit complicated, so Tom, what's your advice when it comes to the amount that uh, grandma and grandpa can give if they're living within a retirement plan or maybe even if they have um, even some extra cash floating around? Yeah, I mean, I think just from a standpoint of the 529s, and I think we agree, we've talked about this before, Elise, I think they're a great vehicle, right? I mean, this is an opportunity to not only invest in someone, education we know is the, the the factor that really separates and 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 is and determines the success of individuals has the biggest factor, but beyond that, you know, so you can put this money away, and then there's this this tax benefit to the fact that it grows tax free. It can be used for qualified edu- higher education. I just read an article this fast couple days ago in the Wall Street Journal talking about how it can be used to pay off loans mm. as well. Now, um, if you want to use it, you can change the beneficiary. So, if you have three grandchildren, one decides not to go, or or they don't use it all up, you can use it to another. So, there's so much flexibility and so much upside, I believe, to these. Yeah. And unlike the UGMAs, the Uniform Gift to Minors Act, or the UTMAs, whatever you want to call them, they don't. It doesn't automatically go to the child when they reach age of majority. So you have some control, right? So there's okay. just so many, I think, benefits. And again, I, I think you agree with the 529s um, as, a, as a great vehicle to invest not only to, as a great gift for your children and grandchildren, but also um, an investment in their future. Yeah, I think they're getting more and more flexible as we go forward. Yeah. And, and you know, you can give a, a significant amount of money. Um, so you can put the entire, what is it, 16000 this year or sixteen five. Yeah, 16, I think. 16,000. You can put all of that in. You can multiply that by five. And if you're just starting Mm -hmm. it out and you've got the 80,000 bucks, you can stick that right in there. Um, And that's, you know, really helpful. Like for some college, you know, some colleges, $80,000 is two years of tuition, room and board. Yeah. And I always like, you know, I always like the words, the two words that are together, tax and free. When tax free, I mean that's just you know it's just great. I know we don't like saying taxes too often, but when it's tax free, 
I mean, that's that's pretty powerful. So um, I, that's why I like the 529s. Now, you can open a 529 just like, you know, um, if you want to open a Roth IRA or traditional, whatever. You can go right to Fidelity. You can go right to TD Ameritrade. You can open one online very quickly. Now, you don't get... You know, I, I don't get as, as caught up in the deduction at the state level on, in the state of Illinois, but I think you have more flexibility. That's my opinion. But you can look at it and talk to someone. You go to Vanguard, but you can open up a 529 fairly easy, probably in 10 minutes from sitting at your table um, as an account, you know, at your kitchen table. But those are things where it's not too difficult. And then you can start funding it. You can set it up on a monthly, automatic monthly contribution. So there's just, uh, it's not difficult. Let's put it that way. No, it's not difficult at all. And it's a, it's a really fabulous way to help provide for your kids and your grandkids. Um, you know, you're helping out in a kind of a, dual level situation you know it's interesting um when we i live in the state of illinois but we didn't choose the state of illinois Mm -hmm. college savings plan when we did it because it just wasn't you know just didn't feel as good and as smart um you're limited right what you were limited yeah we were limited i think it's a little better now i haven't looked at it in a while um but the one that we chose was the one that is um Not Janice funds. Well, it was just a different one. And it, what it allowed us to do is have access to higher growth funds. Mm-hmm. And our kids were little. And we were like, well, we would get a small state deduction, but it's not really worth it. We'd rather do this over here and have a much higher growth rate. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, of course, when we did it, that's the last time the market crashed, which I got to tell you was a bit ir- irritating. Um but it came back and then, you know, some. And now it's interesting because both our kids are through college. Our older son is almost through grad school. And there's still money left in those accounts. And, mm-hmm. you know, we said, look, keep it there. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't need to take it out. You don't need to take it out. You never know. We said to our younger son, someday you may want to go to get more schooling. It'll be there for you. Yeah. The so only difficult you- part of that is you have to explain to the child that, by the way, you're not getting the iPhone or the uh, or the video game because I'm putting money in a 529. Well, say, oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's a I, tough one. OK, but I, I think <laughs> I think kids are really savvy today. OK. And I think that most kids understand that they are going to have debt when mm-hmm. they go to college. And if you haven't explained that to your kid yet, you have you are not having the right conversation. Yeah. In my mind, because you have to lay it out for them. They have to understand what debt looks like and how they're going to pay back and and why this is such a much better longer term gift. And I and I think kids, even young kids can understand it. I mean, you can give them one toy, but instead of giving them 40, you're like, but Mm -hmm. I'm putting, you know, three thousand dollars. That's. 3,000 matchbook cars that you're not getting that are going into the, you know. I, I, don't you think there are ways to really talk through this kind of stuff? Yeah, and how, do you, how do you tell your clients to do it? You know, that's a good, I think there's a, you make a good point there, but I think it maybe leads to another thing with, you know, where you can contribute to Roth IRAs for someone who, they have to have earned income, but for, I had someone who was talking about gifting to their children. I said, well, maybe you start putting some money in a Roth IRA. Whether it's a 529 or a Roth IRA, you get them more involved and then you get them more familiar with the market and investing. And so that even becomes, there's another benefit to this whole process of getting them involved in the process of investing the stock market in their future. So that's, I think, another benefit to this whole process. Yeah, no, I think it is. And that's a great point, too, because, you know, my kids are older now 
this is a way to help keep them growing and saving. Actually, as it turns out, my kids you know, don't seem to have a savings problem right now, but they're not really in that we're in real life yet where mm-hmm. we need two cars. We've got our own kids and a, and a spouse or a partner and, you know, we're paying a mortgage. Like they're not there yet. They're just sort of the out of school mm-hmm. part. But it's so interesting, Tom, when you don't have a whole lot of debt and you are making money and you're living pretty cheaply, like post-college kids do, mm-hmm. you actually can put away some bucks. Yeah, and uh, the sooner you do it, the more you familiarize yourself with, the more you... It can be exciting, fun, and it's, it's always fun when you start to see savings grow. I know, at least when I was younger, it was always the passbook savings, which those don't exist anymore, but you put oh, the... Oh, wait, don't you... Do you remember how much fun it was when you would find it and you hadn't been there in, like, say, five years, and you would uh, yeah. go and you'd go, and it would all come up, and you would see all the money? I love that. So then you actually could put like 5% or something in your bank account. It was you actually got, you received some level of growth. I'm there, so but. freaking old that I remember that, that nobody else who's <laughs> listening to this will yeah, you know, yeah. Well, I remember too, so there you go. All right, good. You're in there with me, mm-hmm. the, the age thing. Yep. But to go back to, it's sort of interesting, you know, it kind of takes you all the way back to where we started the show today, where you're thinking about how you're going to live your life in retirement, but helping train your kids and then your grandkids for what their lives will be like. I know we can't even imagine it. We don't know what climate change will do. We don't know where we'll be living. We don't know anything. But what we do know is it's going to cost more tomorrow than Mm -hmm. it costs today. And so the more you save, the earlier you save it, that principle isn't going away. No, and uh, that's really going to make all the difference in the world. We've seen the numbers. The earlier you get started, the better. And uh, those numbers just become all of us. I said, you know, I see people all the time. They come in, they have $500,000 in their 401k. And, you know, we have this guy. It's like, this just didn't happen overnight. You've been diligent. You've contributed. And then over a period of 20 years, you, all of a sudden you look at this account and you're like, wow, this is what it's about. So it's exciting. It can be very exciting. So. No, it's very exciting. And then, of course, it's very scary. Like <clears> when <throat> I look at my mother's five, you know, my mother's uh, IRA right now, it's, it's a little scary. But, um, you know, she still has plenty of money and, and, you know, we do as well because we're not using it. And remember, I just want to say this as we have the last, you know, 30 seconds of the show. As scared as you are looking at how much less your IRA or 401k is worth today than it was, nothing is set in stone until you sell. Mm-hmm. So this is just another little market flip and we all have to move past it, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. So, all right. Well, we're out of time as usual. That's it. Uh, this edition of uh, This Week in Wealth, we're going to book it, but you can listen to some past episodes at WGNRadio.com. You can find me at BestMoneyMoves.com on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. You can see the little robin's eggs that have hatched if you look at my Instagram. But if you'd like to ask Tom a question, call him, 630-934-1855, or go to AlphaWealthGroup.com. See you here next week, Tom? Yep. I'll be here. All right. To me too. Um, We hope to see all of you. Stay tuned for more on 720 WGN.
Tom Fortino is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Advisor. Alpha Wealth Group, WGN, and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors. Insurance and annuities offered through Alpha Wealth Group, licensed in Illinois.